What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing guest in the house. And uh, before we get the show started, I will just pass the mic to Brandy. Brandy will tell us about herself and our business. Then we get the show started. Hi, Brandy. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, super excited as well. All right. Um, so can you just tell us a bit about you, yourself, and uh, a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. So um, I have been an entrepreneur for the last uh, nine and a half years. I had no idea. That's what I was doing when I started out. Um, I was working for a nonprofit organization um, and I decided that I was going to become a freelance developer um, and code websites. I had been doing some coding on the side for friends and something told me that I could maybe at least try to do it full time. So I kind of took the leap, quit my job, and started just out as a freelance developer. Over time, of course, my business grew. I now have um, a team. So we have, uh, the main company is Alchemy and AIM. Um, we have uh, kind of our team at North Star Sites as well. And then I have a new company that I started last year with a friend of mine called Interstellar Support. So um, we're always kind of looking for new ways to help people with their websites with technology in general, and really making sure that they get the right fit for them um, and for their business so that they can be successful and they can achieve the things that they want to achieve. Okay. Uh, thanks for that background uh, information about you. So Brandy, we love stories so much on the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. So uh, briefly, can you just walk us through uh, the story of how you got started as an entrepreneur and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So really, it kind of goes back to when I was um, actually just a blogger. So I had started a blog. Um, this is probably back in around 2008 or so um, in the early days of blogging back then and had a blog. Honestly, I didn't know. I had taken a little bit of uh, HTML at a school in New York City when I finished um, college there. And so I knew a little bit, but I didn't know much of anything. I heard from a friend, there was a thing called an RSS feed and I needed to have one on my website and my blog. And I kind of just kept growing it from there. So I spent several years as a blogger um, and was just playing with code on my own site, just seeing what I could do. So I went to grad school, um, just continued to blog throughout my time in grad school, which was about two years. And then eventually got a job at a nonprofit. And so this whole time I was just blogging and tweaking my own website and friends eventually started asking me for help with their websites. And event like soon enough, all of my evening hours were filled with helping friends with their websites, you know, just do a little bit of coding. Um, a designer found me and asked me if I would code the designs that she had into themes. So I said, yeah, like, why not? And started, you know, working on code for those things. So I really just picked up a lot from Google, um, was very fortunate in that I had this background in HTML and I had a background 
um, doing like similar coding in one of my physics classes. So I had some, like kind of like the language and it was just about knowing like the particular instance of code to be able to get things to do what I wanted them to do and, you know, quit my job um, in a nonprofit organization. Everyone thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, I probably thought I was a little crazy too, but I, I figured if I didn't do it then, like nothing was holding me back. Why not? You know, like the worst thing that could happen is that I would fail and I would have to go live with my family or friends for a little while while I found a new job. Um, and I will tell you at the beginning, it was definitely a challenge and there were months that I didn't do so well. And there were months that I did better. And I was just very fortunate. And I had a network of people that I, I knew from blogging who started to work with me or help me find projects to work on. And it just, it actually very quickly grew. I would say by the, the end of the first year, I was making more money than I had in my nonprofit job. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for that uh, background uh, story. So from then when you got started to uh, today, can you tell us how your business is like, uh, how you structure your business and revenue wise? was your figure for 2023? Yeah. So let me talk a little bit about structure first. So okay, obviously sure. as you grow the business, you can't do what you were always previously doing. And I know a lot of us start out as like, we're the person who works directly with the clients or, you know, codes the website or, you know, builds the widgets or whatever it is. Um, and so one of the things I had to first accept was I needed help. And I hired, um, at first kind of an administrative assistant who could take over some of the things like writing contracts and sending client gifts from me. And then eventually I brought on some developers who could code as well. And I was, there were three of us at first who were coding. Um, and now the, since that time, it's actually grown. We have a team of about 15 people. So I have a business manager now I have two project managers to actually run the projects, project coordinators, we have developers on staff, and then we actually, we don't have design or copywriting in-house. We actually have people we partner with and we bring them in for projects, which just allows me to get the best fit for clients overall. Um, and so we can put a project together now with between our in-house developers and designers or copywriters we work with regularly to make sure a client gets everything that they need on a project. The project managers are actually running those projects and they're bringing very specific things to me when they need me to weigh in or if I need to do strategy with a client. So my role has gone from actually coding websites to being very, very strategic with clients. And I do mostly like strategy sessions with them and I really weigh in on the higher level things and I stay out of the codes, you know, in a day, in a regular basis. Um, and like I said, you know, I started this out, uh, basically making, you know, very little money. Um, and in the nine and a half years we've been in business, um, you know, we've had multiple years where we've been just over a million dollars. So last year was about $1.1 million in our revenue overall. Okay. That's awesome. So, uh, you've talked to us about the structure of your business. And one, uh, before the interview proper, uh, we had a discussion that uh, really uh, was dear to my heart because as a person and as, as a business person, I always like to always uh, be a human when I'm selling because uh, we entrepreneurs, we like uh, the passive income. We like the idea of passive yes. income. And with that, we like to automate. We like to have fairness. 
they have to have website and have votes that will uh, reply to visitors. But uh, most times, especially for high ticket, uh, high ticket seller, uh, as an uh, F entrepreneurs who sell high ticket uh, products and services, people want to uh, know, like, and trust the people they will give yes. money to uh, to offer a service or even to buy a product from. And uh, that is something that most people always uh, get wrong when they are selling. And that is one topic I would like us to talk about. So as a uh, branding person, as uh, someone who has really worked with a lot of creative entrepreneurs to uh, create a web-based uh, system or a platform or a presence online where they can sell using that human flavor in, uh, uh, in everything you do. So can you just walk us through how entrepreneurs, how they actually creative entrepreneurs can sell by being human and with everything we do, either from our website, what we post, our branding and a whole lot of other stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that this can happen. And I think first and foremost, your website copy needs to sound like it's coming from you. It needs to sound like website copy that's written by another human being, like a human being talking to another human being about the problems they have. You can't make it too formal. You can't, you know, a lot of people, um, when they decide they want to write website copy, all of a sudden, it, you know, they change the, the tone or their approach. And the more human we can make website copy sound, the better. Like it's a conversation, even if that person is reading a sales page or, you know, reading your homepage and they can't exactly respond to you, like it's still a conversation and you want them to have those moments where they're nodding along going, yeah, I understand that. Or like, oh, that's amazing. You, you want to engage them in this kind of conversation, even if it's a little one-sided. So I think it's really important that we use copy that sounds human. Um, I am a big advocate when we work with clients, let's say, you are driving people to a contact form so that they can book a meeting with you. And when they submit the contact form, you know, there's nothing worse than getting a message like, thank you for your inquiry. We will respond in 24 to 48 hours. Like that's just dry. Is there a way that you can infuse more life and personality into that? And this is going to be a little different for everyone because everyone's a little different, but I, you know, I personally like to say something like, thank you so much for reaching out and getting in touch with us. We are going to be reviewing your email and we'll get back to you in the next two to three business days. You know, it's just a, about those little copy changes that can add warmth. Same thing when it comes to imagery on the website. Anytime I'm working with a new client, I tell them if we're, if we're running a website that is potentially going to be selling their services, you know, it's different if we're selling a product, um, like a physical product, like a pillow or something like that. But if we're selling their services, we need to show who they are on the website. We cannot hide them. And a lot of people are afraid to be seen online and they do want to hide themselves on the website. They want to either bury a picture or don't have a picture at all. And I just don't, like if you are going to be the one who's delivering the product or program or service, we need to we need to start to get a sense of you because people buy from other people, even if they haven't met you in person, even if they haven't interacted with you, they they do they buy from people. Um, and having images, having video where you talk to potential clients, even again, even if you're not talking to a specific potential client or you're talking to clients as a whole is a really great way to allow people to start to experience you. And that's really what it's about. It's about how do we use technology to create an experience of you as a human being and what, you're, what you've created? Because like very likely, 
you've created what you've created. You've created your business based upon something that is near and dear to your heart. You know, we don't typically randomly generate businesses. We are often generating businesses because of something that we've loved doing or someone that we've helped or some help that we've needed ourselves that we kind of became that help. And we now want to give that help to other people. So really being like allowing people to experience you is important. And that happens through words, imagery, video. Um, and then from there, you can start to utilize other technology in other ways with like automated emails that again, sound like they're from a human being and that ask people to really engage with them. There's some, you know, new software right now that I'm exploring that even integrates video in kind of like a optional, like if you select this, you get this video, but if you select this, you get this video. And I think there are just some really interesting ways to automate, but automate in a way that feels very intimate and very human. And that what it does, it is it allows for better conversations to happen when they do get you in person finally. Uh, thank you so much for that, uh, for those tips. And uh, just as a recap of everything that you've said, I made some notes here and I just, for the sake of our listeners, I just want to uh, go through uh, the points I picked from what you just said. One is make your website copy be from who you are as a yes. man. Uh, write in the way that uh, you show people who you are as a person. And also engage website visitors and prospective clients as you are a human talking to another human. And another tip is show who you are on your website. Don't hide who you are. Use graphics, video, and uh, a whole lot of other uh, channels like that to get your visitors to get to know who you are. And also use technology to create an experience of you for your visitor as well. I think uh, those, uh, are the val uh, those are valid points that uh, you mentioned from what you just said, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so that's a great summary. Okay. All right. So uh, to just add to what uh, Brandy has already uh, gave us, uh, you know, from the content part of, uh, uh, because there is the uh, website Brandy and there is the content side. And from the content side, uh, stuff like a podcast, like let your content be uh, very personal. And things like podcast videos are very, very personal because with a podcast, people will be listening to your voice and people tend to connect well with voice more than they can connect with written words and even with the video you are taking it a step further people will get to see you they get to see uh who you are as a person either you are white or you are black or you are brown or whatever they'll be able to connect with you better and in all your content also speak to your audience like you are talking to a human like you're having a conversation because if i'm talking to my friend the way I would talk to them is it will be very personal. I will be very free with them. So why not even do the same with uh, your audience uh, that you want to have a relationship with, a business relationship in that matter? So, do, so those are just the tips I would like to add from the content part uh, of what we do as entrepreneurs. I love the addition of the, of the podcast piece to that and video because I think that's so important that it's not just about producing a website once. It's also about regularly engaging people with content, like new content that you're producing. Yes, that's, that's very right. So uh, Brandy, this is that part of this show where I have to throw you some uh, quick fire questions then you get back to me with answers. So should we fire on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So what is one book that you have read in the past that has a big impact in your business that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Okay. I have 
a lot of books in my office and I love all of them for different reasons. I'm going, the one I'm going to pick up on today is a book called The Power of Moments by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. This is just, it's a book about how we can create experiences for people. And it's particularly, you know, within the realm of business of how do we create, like, how do we create that moment that makes people feel more trust with us? It's, it really is about creating experiences though, and not just about selling and not just about, you know, retaining a client. And I, I love it for that reason of like, when you can have that moment of wow, or that moment of deep understanding with someone, there is just so much power behind that. So I, I really recommend people read The Power of Moments. It's a great one. It's actually like, I have this special section on my bookshelf for like my super favorite books and it's in there. Okay, listeners out there, this is the first time this book will show up in the list of books recommended by my guest on this show. And uh, The Power of Moments, Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact by Chip Etz and uh, Dan Etz. is a book I would recommend, and just like Brandy has recommended, you pick up and read. And a link to the book will be uh, provided in the link to this show. No, just head straight to www.thesisfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Brandy in the search bar over there and the show note for this episode will pop right up. So Brandy's still talking about book. If you had to write a book today, what would that book be about? It would really be about purpose. Um, this is something that I have thought a lot about uh, over the years. And we so often spend so much time looking for our singular purpose in the world. Like what is that one thing that we're meant to do? And we can very easily forget that there is so much that we're meant to do. We are not meant to only create a product or only create a business. We are meant to be good friends and good family members and to love and to laugh. And sometimes our, you know, our purposes really can be found in different ways at different times. Sometimes it's about offering those words of comfort or encouragement to someone. Sometimes it's about just simply being outdoors and enjoying nature. Sometimes it is about creating the next business or offering or getting connected with that client that you know you could really help and serve. But I think it's, we do ourselves a disservice by trying to find like one purpose when we can be constantly living and evolving and a, a changing purpose. Okay, so with the beautiful book that you just uh, mentioned to us that you plan to write, what has been stopping you or what has stopped you to write that book that you just mentioned? So in reality, it has absolutely been time. Um, I am still working on, you know, when you are, when you move from being a solopreneur into being an entrepreneur and having a team, it's really critical to have systems in place. And we've honestly, it's just been a matter of working on different systems and then starting to extract me from the places where I can very easily lose my time. Um, and that's not always easy. Like sometimes it, you have to let go of different things at different times. And so um, it, it, it's kind of been this ongoing uh, challenge now, especially with the help of my executive assistant in the past few months where I've never let go of my email ever. I've never had anyone else in there. And for the first time I have my executive assistant actually helping me with emails. And that's been a big transition for me. So, you know, sometimes it's before I add one more thing on my plate, I know I have to take several things off. And so she is actively helping me starting to get those things off my plate so that I can create that space and time to do that writing. 
Okay, so uh, okay, just to add to what you said, and uh, firstly, I need to uh, commend you because most people are uh, always tend towards you know when you move from that uh being a solopreneur to being an entrepreneur, just like you mentioned, you outsource a lot of your processes to other people. And uh, part of the thing that many people do always outsource is that communication, that email, you know, that inbox factor, uh, that uh, feeling of you responding to any inquiry that comes into your inbox as a person, as a human, as you, not as an assistant and so And it's something that is very rare in this uh, day and age where everybody wants to automate everything. Everybody wants to live that passive income uh, lifestyle. And it's something I must commend you for because I, in my own business as well, that's what I always like to do. That email is so personal to me. I want to make sure that um, they want to respond, even though sometimes it gets very busy and crazy when you have a lot to just deal with, but uh, I think it's something that we can embrace. And uh, if we really wanted it and you really want to go that route, we surely can find a way around that. And I think I must commend you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's there's something, you know, for me, I'm a very relationships based person and it's how I've built my business. And it's not just about building a system that I can that's automated and I can walk away from. It's about how do I keep creating and create systems in alignment with that relationship-based personality that I have, because that's important. That's what makes us different from other companies out there. So it has been yeah. kind of, um, we're not just looking to automate and make, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for a quick out and, you know, easy money. I'm looking for ways of doing this in, in a way that really aligns with my values and who I am. Yeah, I think the, the, the sweetest money is one you made when you had very good relationship with people. And I must tell you, the best client I've ever worked with is one client that even from the process of him becoming a client of mine, uh, that relationship was so cordial and really enjoyed our time talking together. And even the sales process was even very friendly and it's, it never even seems like it's a sales process because we understand each other. I, I got to like him, he got to like me and uh, we really uh, work in sync with each other. And I think I really love that uh, compared to when uh, it says came in from ads or for stuff from email and a whole lot of other uh, semi-human uh, uh, channels like that. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, that's, it's wonderful when you find those clients. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't think we can outsource relationship that is, I've never seen a way to outsource a relationship and that relationship is especially for people who sell high ticket uh, services and products. That relationship is very key. That conversation, that no like and trust factor, we surely can't outsource that. I, I've never even uh, discovered a way that can help me to outsource those kind of uh, relationships. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Brandly, uh, as entrepreneurs, we always have one or two things uh, that has contributed to us winning, maybe as a trait or as an AR bit that we have formed over the years. So what is that one superpower you think you've got that has contributed to you winning in business? Um, I really think it's asking others for help when I need it. I am not always good at that, but I have been very fortunate in that probably a year and a half into a, my business, I had a, a really great business coach. I've been working with a business coach um, since that time. Um, but I also have like friends who have businesses who sometimes are similar to mine and sometimes aren't. And it's really great to have those people, you know, you can trust 
and that you can bring a problem to, and they will help you find the best solution to that problem. And I, you know, for me, that's been critical being able to share what I'm going through with other people, be open with them, receive feedback from them, um, daydream with them, make plans with them for, for me, it's really just been all about, like, I, I think I, I co-create better than I create in a vacuum by myself. And even when I'm trying to solve a problem, like I said, having someone I can talk to go back and forth with really allows me to even clarify my understanding of what the challenges that I'm facing. That's, that's very uh, cool because uh, entrepreneurship is not a solo sport, it's a team sport and uh, you can't do it alone. And at one point in time, we all need help. And if uh, we never uh, inculcate that habit of uh, asking for help when we need it, I don't think I will, no, no entrepreneur will ever be able to survive uh, those at that times when uh, you need to seek for help and you need to tap into something that is higher than you or even yeah. uh, more deeper than what you already knew. So uh, you've talked about your superpower and, and as human, as a business person, surely you have something you are struggling with or you have struggled with as an entrepreneur. So what is that one thing that you have struggled with as an entrepreneur? Right now? I mean, I'm always struggling with something and it's, you know, I sometimes describe it as a spiral. Like sometimes you'll struggle with something and you won't struggle with it again for a little while, but then you'll come back to it and struggle with it. But when you struggle with it and it's in a new way, so right now, the, the biggest thing that I'm working on is um, the way that we market. Uh, a lot of our marketing has been done. Uh, it's very referral-based. We're very relationships-based. And I'm looking to say, how do I take that referral and relationship-based marketing? And how do I even begin to systematize it? You know, again, and it's not about removing the humanity. It's just about creating the consistency for more connection, if anything. Yeah. Um, and then also like, where can I get other people involved so that if I want to take two weeks off, that marketing system can still go, even if I'm, if, even if I'm on vacation at the time. Um, so I'm really looking at that and really kind of experimenting with what feels right to me for marketing and where can I get other people involved and what can we create in advance in order to better support the ease of an actual, like of a consistent system rather than it solely relying on me remembering and reaching out to people haphazardly. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in like that connection, but how do I create consistency with connections that doesn't solely rest on my plate? Okay, that's, 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 that's a very good idea. And I, uh, we all learn and we all improve as entrepreneurs. And that's the beauty of what we do. As business owner, we always like to learn, explore new areas of doing things. And uh, that's how we grow as entrepreneurs. So uh, Brandy, as a person, who is Brandy beyond business? I mean, I am animal lover. I, I mean, I really do adore animals and spending time outdoors. Um, I absolutely am addicted to young adult sci-fi books especially I read a lot of business books and a lot of kind of like self-help and how to be a better leader. So it's really lovely when you're able to find a story that you can just escape into. Um, that's really just important to me. And then I'm very fortunate that I have a four-year-old nephew and a two-year-old niece who I get to spend a lot of time with. And they're just wonderful, interesting, engaging human beings. And it's fun watching them grow up. 
that's awesome. You know, the reason why I always like to ask that question from my guests is uh, to tell entrepreneurs out there that business, uh, life is just not about entrepreneurship. We should have a life beyond what we do, even though I know we are passionate, we, uh, we, want, to, we want to try a lot of things. We are so uh, pumped with what we do. We jump up off in the bed and we are super excited to start the day, but surely life goes beyond business. And I always like to ask that question to uh, tell our listeners that, uh, you know, these people have made it in business. They have, they, have, they have a successful business and their life doesn't just revolve only around what they do as a business person. They have other uh, things going on in their life away from business. Yeah, it is a great question because it, it does show that we are so much more than who we are on our business website. Yes, you are very, very right. So uh, what is one thing you are working on right now in your business that you are super excited about that you want to share with our listeners? Um, so kind of one of my biggest things right now is I'm working on, uh, and this sounds so simple, but I'm working on fun decision matrices to help my, my project managers make decisions without me. So we're kind of like breaking down. Like, so for the example, there's a question maybe around of like, what falls under out of scope work on a project? So we're starting to break down what it is. And we can ask questions like, well, is it one of these three things? And then it's kind of like a choose your own adventure book. So it's like, if you chose A, proceed to this question. If you chose B, proceed to this question. Just to make it a little easier for, um, I think it helps people better understand why decisions are made the way they are, because you can take them through that matrix and explain why you've said, said what you've said. But then also I think it helps them internalize that so that when something happens that can't be solved by the decision matrix, they understand the reasoning behind the decisions made and they can make better decisions without me. And that's really what I want to give people. Like, I want to give my team the ability to be, you know, to be leaders themselves. And I know that they are. And it's just a matter of sometimes getting what's in my head out of the, my head so that they can embody it as well. And we can better serve clients together. That's, that's a very creative and a very wonderful idea. And I, I wish I can, okay, maybe I should just ask you that. Can you just tell us more about that decision matrix? Because it is a very interesting topic that, you know, we take decisions almost every day as entrepreneurs and as a business owner. And it can be very, very, very daunting when you have to decide on, you know, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do this? Where should I go? Should I go? Uh, should I do this? Should I do, you know? Can you just uh, give us more uh, information about that decision matrix and how you yeah. are going about? So I think you have to start with what you know. So for example, like let's look at out of scope requests on projects. So we know that we have out of scope requests that typically fall into a couple different categories. It's a new design element. It's a new page. It's a new piece of functionality. So I start there by understanding what are the kind of the groupings. And then for example, so like, let's say it's a new page. Well, the next question is what's the complexity of this page? Is it just a thank you page? That's very simple. Or is it a, you know, a 40 page document that needs to be turned into a sales page. Likely we're not going to consider the thank you page as out of scope, but absolutely if we have to suddenly take 40 pages of a document and turn it into a sales page, that's a lot of time that we're investing. 
So it helps me kind of break it down and say like, is it this or is it this? And here's why I made the decision I made. So it's not just about providing your team with the decision. It's about providing them with the why behind the decision. You know, why do I include a thank you page? Well, it's fairly short. It's, it can happen pretty quickly. Like it might take our team less than an hour to put together and it's got some added value for the client. Why do we have to charge for the sales page? Well, we're gonna have to take the 40 page document and we're going to need to design that. We're going to need to talk to the client about it in reviews. We may need to A-B test it because it's a sales page. There's a lot more time, strategy, design, development that goes into something like that. And I, I think when you have these decision matrices and you can explain, again, it's not just about showing the team what the decision is, but explain the why behind the decision. They can start to understand the difference between those things. So now if they have a thank you page, a 40 page sales page, or if they have a, an additional page that falls somewhere in the middle of that, they can start to make a decision about, does that look like something that's gonna be in scope or out of scope based upon the, the why behind the decision-making. And I think that's really crucial. It just is, again, if you want people to read your mind, you probably have to write it down. Like no one is a mind reader that can magically know exactly what you're thinking. So showing people what you're thinking through these decision matrices, especially your team, because your team is, you know, they're out there on the front lines. They're going to be making some quick decisions. If you don't show them why you're making the decisions you make, they are always going to come to you to make those decisions. So this just gives me the ability to start to teach my team why I said this versus this, or, you know, and I think that makes them stronger overall. Wow, that's, that's super amazing. And I think one quote you mentioned, just some everything you just uh, talk about uh, concerning the, the, how to create a decision matrix. If you want people to know your mind, you need to write it down. Yes. I think that's super powerful. And uh, I will include it in the show notes for this episode and listeners out there, you need to get, uh, you need to listen to this episode from the beginning to the end. It's very, very powerful. And uh, you, you, you love, uh, you love your time uh, spending to uh, listen to this episode. So uh, before we say goodbye, uh, Brandy, is there one question you wish I asked you that I didn't? Oh, I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I, I, I'm glad you kind of dug in on the decision matrix because that's a place that I'm really having a lot of fun and I'm glad we had that discussion. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So our listeners out there for the past uh, couple of minutes, I've been having this super amazing and value-bomb-leading uh, conversation with Brandy and she has given us a lot to uh, uh, ruminate on and to even implement. And uh, just like I always like to say on this episode, for all my guests, we celebrate you, Brandly, and uh, we give kudos to you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning because one way or the other, you are additional value into the world and you are helping the world one way or the other in your own little space. And that is super amazing. So we say thank you and we salute you. Well, and thank you for creating this podcast and inviting me to be part of it. I mean, this is part of the important work in the world that you're doing and I appreciate being yeah. included. Thanks so much as well. So our uh, listeners out there, every resource is the book that Brandy recommended uh, on this episode. And uh, oh, before, before we leave, I'm very sorry, Brandy. Can you just share with us where we can connect with you online and where we can find all the amazing stuff that you are creating out in the world? 
Yeah, sure. absolutely. So you can go to brandybranowski.com. That is my personal site. Um, I do, you know, I have my strategy offerings there. And then you can also go to alchemyandaim.com where that's my business. Um, and really, if you, if you contact me on the contact form, I, I see that. So I tell people, I'm like, if you use that contact form, because you have something that you want to talk to me about, I actually see that. And I will follow up with you. And if I'm not the right resource, I make sure that we get you to the right resource. Yeah, sure. Just like what we have talked about uh, during this interview, uh, try it out. Just head straight to uh, Brandy's website and a link to uh, every uh, resources and the link she mentioned. You can find it in the show for this episode. Just head straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Brandy in the search bar that page and the show note for this episode will pop right up just take it uh just give it a try and see the power of selling uh by being human uh like uh that adding that human factor to uh your website and even your process of selling so uh listeners out there this is where we have to say goodbye and special thanks to brandley for being a guest on this episode it's been a very lovely time for me and the listeners out there i believe enjoy your time listening to this episode so just like i always uh, say before i leave always keep the entrepreneurial fire burning and remember that someone out there needs the value that you are to create into the world so do them a very good uh thing uh, do do them the best by just going out there and working your ass off and do something uh for the world and even in your little space so until next time when i bring another amazing guest like brandy on this uh Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Maya Wan. I say goodbye. All right, Brandy, thanks so much for joining me on this uh, episode. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, I appreciate it as well. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay. So uh, you mentioned something uh, during the interview, you know. Uh, okay, you mentioned two things. Uh, most initially, I could remember you mentioned that uh, one challenge you're having is uh, how to create that uh, how to scale up your referral uh, system. Uh, am, I, am I right in that line? It's not necessarily just scaling up a referral system, but keep how do I keep myself present within the system as we grow it and as I have like my assistant takeover. So um, it's less of a challenge. It, it's kind of more of like, I haven't ever written it all down how I want it done. So my assistant and I have been like sitting down to actually start to map out like, this is how frequently I want this done. This is how frequently I want this done. This is what we're going to do for here. This is what we're going to do for here to make sure it actually scales nicely. All right. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, if you are open to that, I might just uh, like to share with you uh, some uh, ways that I've been able to uh, fix that uh, kind of challenge in my own business and probably it might be of it to you as well. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. All right. So uh, what one thing I just have done is, uh, you know, I have a podcast and uh, my podcast is one kind of, uh, is apart from a content, uh, a content strategy uh, for my business, it's also a very good follow because uh, for potential prospects and everybody that I've come in touch with or anybody that asks of me or asks about what I'm doing, like, you know, every episode when it's out, like I was able to send it to them via email you know this i had a very interesting guest you are most of my audience are entrepreneurs anyway just like you and you know i have this conversation with brandy and we talked about how to sell as human and how to use your website to sell in uh, as a human to other humans 
So uh, this is, and it has helped to actually solve a lot of problem of what do I write in my email and how do I uh, follow up on people? Because uh, every week I'm releasing two episodes every week. And I think that is enough uh, reasons to have a conversation with my yeah. prospect or even people on my email list. And uh, apart from that, on the side of uh, uh, content as well, you know, why the podcast is like a, uh, is like an on-demand content uh, platform. I, I have a business book as well that uh, is like a passive uh, way of bringing people to my, more to my business to get to know me. And with that, uh, for referrals, uh, partners, uh, JV partners, and even uh, people on my email list, uh, my book, uh, my business books have been a very good way to start a conversation with them, to follow up on them because uh, I think sending a book in the mail to uh, people, especially prospective clients and even uh, past clients, is a very good way of uh, starting a conversation with them, following up on them, and even adding value to them. And also for referral partner, anybody that I come in, uh, I I came in touch with, and I believe they are a very good referral partner. I just ask them, you know what? Uh, do you know people who have this problem that I'm solving, and they will get value from this book and yeah. Just give me like 10 minutes of your time. I would like to gift uh, a copy of my book to anybody that you know from your end that will find value from this. And that has been a very good way that referral keep coming back from uh, my business. And I, I always, it's also a very good way to follow up with them as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's, those are things that actually kind of like are already surfacing on my list. So I'm glad you reiterated them because it just shows me I'm moving in the right direction. The very lovely one. Oh, I think, okay, you said they are already, okay, that means you are trying to start a podcast soon or maybe like you are trying to write a book. Or yeah, I have, you know what? I probably the book is going to come before, I'm sorry, the podcast is going to come before the book. Um, I've been thinking a podcast, I've been thinking about a podcast for a while now and it's just a matter of really creating the space to make it happen. So I'm working actively to, to do that. Um, and really kind of taking the time to outline what I want that to look like. So, okay. Okay. yeah, I know it's, All right. I, if, if, it's if a lot of fun to talk to people. Like, okay. Okay. You said you are talking to people. Well, it's just, you know, it's just nice to talk to people like on the podcast, I think. And I have a lot of people. Okay. Like I, an interview type. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that would be very awesome. And I, I must confess to you one, uh, you know, you, you and I talked about, uh, the importance of selling as a human and having that relationship with people. Since I've started this podcast, I, I can't, I, I kid you not, I've built a, a lot of relationships that I would never have been able to build in the next five years by just doing the normal thing I was doing before, which is content marketing, just posting on blogs and writing articles and uh, posting on social media. And it's a very lovely way of meeting new people, building. Uh, a relationship with people, networking, expanding my uh, network of people. And it's been amazing. And on top of that, some clients have had discussion, just conversation with some uh, people I've interviewed and even some people who have interviewed me on their podcast. And we just get to know each other and we just decided that, you know what, I think we have something we can do for each other and let's let's work together. And we have worked together both on my side and on their, on their side. And it's a very lovely uh, thing for me. And if you ask me, my podcast is the best thing that I've ever done that gave me a very big win in my business. Awesome. Very amazing. That's great. Yeah. So if 
anyway, if you need uh, ideas or maybe if uh, towards starting a podcast, I won't mind uh, jumping a call with you and uh, sharing some ideas with you as well. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I'll let you know when I'm ready for it. Definitely. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that's, that's awesome. So I will send you an email when the, uh, this interview is live. I can't really say, but probably in the next one month or so, because we have some okay. backlog of uh, some episodes, but you will hear from me by uh, email when it's live. That would be great. Yeah. Send it over to me and then I'll make sure my team gets it shared everywhere. Oh, okay. All right. That's awesome. So uh, do have a lovely day ahead and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. You too. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.